You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rouse Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more, we don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride. Take a cab. Find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Hey, 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 good morning. If you're ready, map of the south. Let's do this. I'm telling you, I am first very honored that you would join me tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Farrell right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what I do, baby. Man, what's crack a lacking, baby? What's crack a lacking? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Rowe Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. Iran's foreign minister is urging Europe to do more to preserve the landmark nuclear deal reached in 2015. Jabad Zarif spoke today at the annual Munich Security Conference. Terry Schultz reports his remarks come a day after Vice President Pence urged Europe to join the U.S. in withdrawing. Iranian Foreign Minister Jabad Zarif says he can't guess how much longer the nuclear deal can stay alive, with U.S. pressure on European signatories Britain, France, and Germany to follow it in withdrawing. At the moment, Zarif tells the Security Conference. Most Iranians believe it's in their interest to maintain the agreement with Europe, China, and Russia that limits Tehran's nuclear activities in exchange for economic benefits. We are just at the brink. I mean, still 51% say we should stay in the deal. That may change. Vice President Mike Pence called on European allies again Saturday to quit, accusing them of undermining U.S. sanctions by maintaining the trade ties allowed by the nuclear deal. The European Union says it will do everything possible to preserve it. For NPR News, I'm Terry Schultz in Munich. Also at the Munich conference, U.S. envoy on Syria, James Franklin Jeffrey, sought to reassure allies about a withdrawal from Syria. Jeffrey said the U.S. will not withdraw abruptly and will consult with allies. 
President Trump, meanwhile, is urging Britain, France, and other European allies to take back hundreds of IS fighters and put them on trial. If not, he says the U.S. would be forced to release them. The BBC's Mark Lowen reports. The president took to Twitter to say the caliphate was ready to fall and that America was pulling back after a 100% caliphate victory, but shifted the focus to more than 800 IS fighters whom he urged Western allies to take back. The jihadists are held by Kurdish-led forces, some surrendering in the battle for the last patch of land, where IS appear to be holding civilians as human shields. President Trump's pick to be the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations is withdrawing her name from consideration. Heather Nauert cites a family pressure. Nauert was chosen to succeed Nikki Haley more than two months ago. But NPR's Sam Keith reports the White House still had not formally submitted her nomination. In a statement announcing her withdrawal from consideration, Nauert said the past two months have been grueling and that she was acting in the best interest of her family. Before President Trump announced he wanted Nauert to represent the U.S. at the United Nations, she had been the top spokesperson for the State Department. Her selection raised eyebrows because she had no diplomatic or foreign policy experience before joining the administration two years ago after a career in television, including as a newscaster on Fox and Friends. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said Nauert's withdrawal, quote, is a decision for which I have great respect. He wished her the best in all future endeavors. Tamara Keith, NPR News. And you're listening to NPR News. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Coming up next on the serious side. Before President Trump even uttered the words national emergency, there was already a lot of talk about legal challenges. Here's the central question. Is it constitutional for the president to ignore the decision of Congress not to give him all the money he wants for his border wall and instead get it through a declaration of national emergency? Today, Trump said he expects a court fight. We will possibly get a bad ruling, and then we'll get another bad ruling, and then we'll end up in the Supreme Court, and hopefully we'll get a fair shake. When you have Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who I find extremely dangerous at this point, I hope she doesn't tweet that, who are you, Donnie Deutsch, I don't care about you or anything, because basically she has Twitter following, and that's her, that's her power base. We are in a dangerous place, and if people don't in the party don't start to speak up, against people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who is young and dynamic, but does not know what she's talking about. And her and her cohorts, some of these new, fresh, progressive faces, are going to hand the presidency back to Donald Trump. I want everybody to understand that. The two Nigerian brothers arrested in connection with the assault on Empire actor Jesse Smollett are no longer suspects. They're now cooperating with police. A source close to the investigation confirms to CBS News the brothers told detectives Smollett paid them to participate in the alleged attack on January 29th. Welcome to the serious side of the Jay Wilde Show with Mrs. Vanessa Maybell, Mr. Jerome Esprit, the official texter of the show Mr. Johnny D, and Mr. Elias. Now here is your host, Jay Wilde. 
Good Sunday morning to you folks. Today is February 17th, 2019, and you're in tune to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio. Of course, like the man said, I'm Jay Rao. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you spending a portion of your Sunday morning with us. But like we always, or like you know how it is around here, I never show the stage by myself. Let me introduce you to some of the best in the business. First up, she's my big sis. She brings it to you with that southern twang. And she's a person that watches CNN all damn day long. What's going on, Vanessa? Good morning. How are you? <laughs> You wrong for that? <laughs> Good morning. But I'm right for that. I'm telling the truth. And I will celebrate President's Day when we get another president. Okay. Come How on, did that? you celebrate it when Barack Obama was in the White House? Come on now, tell the truth. Shame of to course God. I did. All right, okay. Well, there you go. So there it is. You heard it first here <laughs> on the show. Vanessa will not support... Or celebrate President's Day unless until there's a new occupant at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Good for that you. That is me and a whole I bunch applaud of you for that. Yeah, put me on that <laughs> list as well. The man who has the silky voice who brings education every Sunday. Notice I said every Sunday. I'm loving this. The official text of the show, but he is in full effect in personnel. The one and only. Mr. Johnny D. What's going on, Mr. Johnny D? What's happening, brother? How you doing? Good Sunday morning to you. Oh, it is a, a beautiful day, and just, again, thankful to, to be here and see another day this morning, wake up this morning, uh, hear the voices. Uh, like I say, thank you for this opportunity, Jay and Miss Vanessa. I'm, I'm going to be joining you tomorrow in, 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 in the boycott of President's Day, so uh, add me to the list. <laughs> There he is. Two people, so with three. You can be a part of it as well. Sign that partition. That's what I'm talking about. All right. The man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. What's up, man? How are you? Good morning, sir. I'm good. I'm good. And I'm going to make it a trifecta and say I won't celebrate this clown either. <laughs> there it is. There. Mr. Elias is unique Good way morning. he puts that spin on it, my man. All right, everybody's in the house. Of course, Kathleen Williams, who I send our prayers out there. Hope she gets better. You know, we want to check on Kathleen and see how she's doing. The smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Esprit, uh, who brings you every week on a need-to-know basis, uh, usually joins us after his commitment with Clear Channel Radio. So, But until then, we kind of hold it down for you. The number is 347 Eight five zero one two seven two. Man, a lot to get into. You know, I promised last week we would continue the conversation uh, about. Um, you know, we talked about sexual harassment, and you know, when is there a, a time when there's when is there a limit when someone you know is accused of this? And we'll, I promise you, we'll get into the conversation. But just you know, in the world of Trump, Mr. Elias, you just you don't know what you're going to say or do because every day it's a new adventure. We have to stay on top of this stuff. So, this morning, we're going to talk about, first segment, the emergency madness. Do we have an emergency, or is the real emergency resides at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue? We'll talk about that. Plus, second set, Dems have a problem, or do they have a problem? And we think that problem is AOC. Do they have an AOC problem? We're going to 
dive into that next set because I think we need to. Uh, and finally, third set, and I hope that this is not true, but it's looking this way. Uh, did Empire star Jesse Solette stage his own attack? Boy, I, t- I tell you what, um, if this turns out to be what we think it is, and all evidence is pointing to that direction, man, this is not good. And uh, but we'll talk about all that once again. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. The world famous chat room should be open because Mr. Les is that type of guy. You can also reach us on social media. I've restored. I'm happy to report that I've restored sixty five percent of our connections. So now I can talk to sixty five percent of you. So you can get on those websites, get out there, reach us on social media. You can check us out on Instagram. If you've been following me on Instagram, the Jay Ross Show, I have been very active, and I decided to do this. So you can go out there and check out my post, be a part of what I do on a day-to-day basis. as this diary of my life, and you can go check it out. But also, you can also go to the other places that we have a presence. And, of course, our uh, director of social media will be here third set to uh, kind of remind you of where you can go to follow the show when it's not live. So there it is. All the particulars are out of the way. Let's get into the conversation. This past week, Donald Trump held a uh, press conference in the Rose Guard, and I tell you what, every day you say that it can't get any worse. But <laughs> what we saw this past week in the Rose Guard was something that every American should be concerned about. That willy-nilly off-teleprompter press conference went from one end to another. This man is a very defensive man. He lies a lot. Um, You know, Mr. Elias, let's just start right there. He declared an emergency. But before he declared the emergency, he said, I don't really have to do this. But I'm going to do this so I can get the money. So now, you riddle me this. If you have an emergency and you go into the emergency room, and the doctor says, wait a minute, you have a heart attack. Well, you, this is not really an emergency. You're having heart problems. We don't really have to give you this, but we're going to, you know, we don't have to, but we will, but we don't have to. In other words, you can go see your general practice. You can go see your general doctor the next day. You don't have to come in here for this. What the hell is this guy has given every attorney and every attorney general, every party that's going to sue, the evidence that they need by saying, I don't really have to do this. But wait a minute, it's a, it's a national emergency. Let's start right there, Mr. Elias. What are your thoughts? Good googly moogly. Wow. What, what would be different than anything else that this clown has done, man? I'm, I'm <laughs> still, people are not, you shouldn't be shocked at all at anything this guy does, man. Because the bottom line is he's, he's unorthodox and he's not going to do things in, in a proper manner. I don't really need the money, but this this is what I need to do. And then you got all of his base, and all this is done to to you know give his base what he what he needs, you know to 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 throw that red meat out there to his base, and then say, yeah, Donald Trump's keeping all his promises. He's doing everything that he said he was going to do. See, look at our president and how he's doing it. Well, he's not doing everything he said he's going to do because he said, who's going to pay for the wall? Mexico, not us. So why why is it a national emergency? Let Mexico pay for it. <laughs> I watched Bill Maher on Friday night, and, and they, they, he kept saying how they were lowering, that, lowering, lowering uh, the uh, money that they were giving him. And then he said, well, hell, Mexico might actually be paying for the wall because it got a, it got a discount on it. But it's because, dude, this is not going to happen. Nobody, Mexico is not going to pay for it. He's always, all kind of embargoes on Mexico. He's done all the things he can do to Mexico. And they said, eh, we're not going to do it anyway. So now what? 
It's just ridiculous. No, Vanessa, I know you're a CNN junkie, even though I think you're starting to make that switch. You started trending a little bit over there, MSNBC. So, but here's the deal. Now, you know, Mr. Elias brought up a good point. Here's the thing that I think people, and this is why I know this guy has the Jim Jones effect. He has the Jim Jones effect. You wonder how Jim Jones uh, lured so many people to these uh, jungles and gave them great Kool-Aid. You know now, because he says anything he says, people believe. Now, no one is talking about the fact that this guy lied and said that Mexico is going to pay for it. He just flat out lied about that. And so now you have people who listens to this show who contacts me throughout the week saying we need security at the national bo- at at the southern border. His own Department of Ju- his own Department of Justice and Department of Homeland Security put out numbers that says that contradicts exactly what he's talking about. But he continues to lie. Why are people paying attention, Vanessa, to the fact that Mexico is not paying for this damn wall? Say they paying attention. They're paying attention, Jay. They can't be. They are. Because they're also on Facebook saying, I voted for Trump. I believed in Trump. And I know LES sees this. But I can't believe I filed my income tax and I'm paying back $3,000 more than I would have before he got in office. So people are seeing it. People do know. But you have to remember, Jay, the Republicans are not going to come out and say, I'm wrong. Trump is an idiot. He's sending this nation to hell in a handbasket. He's not going to say that, Jay. They're going to hold his back, and they're going to talk about him behind closed doors with their friends. They're not going to see it nationally. They're going to support him because they want a Republican to stay in office. They are paying attention. They are seeing Thank you, Vanessa. CNN will tell you that people call them and tell them on the side, he's wrong, I don't agree with him, but i got to go with my party. CNN will tell you that. I mean, MSNBC, I'm starting to listen to it a little bit more because of you with Rachel Maddox or whatever. But, no, I, I really am a CNN junkie, and I do wake up and look at stuff at a certain time. And it, I'm just telling you, they know, Jay, they know. They're posting it on Facebook. Sometimes I start an argument on Facebook just to see what people are going to say. Sometimes I click on Les's post just to see what other people are saying on some of his posts, and I'll track it. Because somebody will share lessons, and I'll track it to see what the Republicans are saying against the Democrats. So Les might not do it, but sometimes mm-hmm. I track his posts. So, I mean, they do know, and they say in it. They don't want to pay for the wall. So, so, they're mad about Most importantly, mm-hmm. they're mad about their income tax. Well, I mean, Just come saying. on. I, I mean, Johnny, Johnny D., you know, I, I pose the same question to you. Uh, how can people you – know, listen, could this still be uh, – the residuals of the presidency of, uh, of Barack Obama, the fact that, you know, we had a black man in charge for, for, for eight years. You know, and I hate to play the race card, but, you know, you, you got to explain this somehow. I mean, th- this has to make sense somewhere. And, and for me, I can't understand if you are a constituent and you're supposed to be voting, right, voting your, um, your conscience and your pocketbook, why the hell – is this going on? And Mr. Elias, can we, it looks like, oh, man, Easy's checked in with me. It looks like the chat room's not open, man. What's going on? Can you get it open? I can I get it open if you can. Yeah, you're going to have to, brother, because uh, okay. <laughs> my computer's right, me, taking me, a, uh, 
It was taking All right, a, no problem. Uh, I got it. This morning. I got it. All right, got it, got it, got it. All right, so go ahead, Johnny D. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. So well, why do you think this is going on, man? What, what, what possibly could be the reason why so many Americans are, are supporting uh, this man when he just, you know, he's up to 8,000 lies he's already told in two years? I mean, come on, man. Help me out here. Yeah, Jay, I, I will be honest with you. A lot of it is just simply people need something or someone to believe in. That That's one. Uh, the vast majority of, of persons who are in existence, uh, if not all, we have that desire to have hope and faith in someone. Um, oftentimes we believe in, in, in a higher being more than a mortal man. But this, this base that, that Donald Trump has, uh, it's not that they don't see it, and it's not that they believe everything that he says. It is just a a, right. a, a willful act to be one defiant, and then also it goes back to what you said uh, earlier. It, it is about um, President Obama being elected. So, you know, I, I think there is, is a, a, a large contingency of, of citizens in the, in the United States that say, you know, if you had eight years with an African-American, you know, I don't care what we have to do. We're going to support this guy to the bitter end. They understand he is ridiculous. Uh, I don't think that most of his base is, is that uneducated or uninformed to where they don't necessarily comprehend the, the illogical decisions that he makes and the willful violations of the rule of law that he makes. It's just the fact that it is about being defined. It's like, okay, we're going to stick with this guy. To the end, if he runs the train off the track, we're gonna still be there at the end. Why? Because we just want to be defiant, and really, they're more anti-American than anything else. Because everything that this guy is doing is against the Constitution that he so adamantly and vehemently claims that he believes in, as well as his base. It's against the rule of law, which he adamantly and vehemently indicates that he is uh, for. So. You know, it, it, it's hypocrisy at, at, its, at its worst, to be quite honest with you. So there is not a lack of understanding of his intent. He is intentional, deliberately. He's intentional, deliberate to be a liar. And that group is just going to stick with him to, 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 to the bitter end. And unfortunately, um, you know, five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, America will still be reaping the ill effects of this particular four years that this guy will be in office. You know, uh, but I'm look, I'm starting to see the comments already. Uh, people are saying, some of these folks are saying, look, but we voted for Obama, and we decided to go with Trump because the Democrats weren't doing the right thing. And, and so, Mr. Elias, let me swing that back around to you, sir. So, you know, you have people out there who, who say these things, you know, because a lot of folks uh, that I know who gave Obama this chance, so to speak, um, you know, I, I counter, I'm, I'm reminded of the story I told, and I told this a long time ago, about how this uh, uh, I had bees that had found, had put a nest inside between the bricks and the uh, uh, the uh, drywall of the house, and so this guy came out, old man, he had to be in his 80s, came out and uh, you know he performed the work, and so as he was handing me my receipt. Uh, you know, for you know, for the services that he had rendered, he said to me, he says, you know, son, he said, this Obama guy, I think I'm gonna give him a shot. You know, I think I'm gonna give him a shot because, you know, I, I just think there's something about him that I like. You know, I'm a Republican, but I think I'm gonna give this guy a shot. Now, 
if this man is still alive, now this was a while back. I'm not. I hope he's still alive, but you never know. I mean, that was what twelve years ago. So who knows? He was in his eighties then, so he may be a hundred, but whatever. I wonder if he's one of the guys or the typical voter that went with President Obama because he wanted to see change and maybe he wanted to see a black president before he died. I don't know what his reasons were. But is this a situation, Mr. Elias, where people are now coming back? What do you say to the folks who are saying, look, I voted for President Obama, and I decided to go with Trump because he was a businessman. He knew a business. That's why I went with him. (laughs) What's your response (laughs) to these people? (laughs) What about all the stale businesses? You know, come on. All his businesses failed. You know, think about think about everything he's touched. Trump Tower, I mean, the the, the Trump Trump Taj Mahal and and New Jersey, where that failed, because a casino failed. Think about all the all the business that this man has failed in, and he's a businessman though. He doesn't pay people with what he does. If you look at the record, he doesn't pay people. He don't care to pay people. So how how hmm. you can you know you know how if you look at he releases tax records? Why? Because you know. His, his own sons in here said, hey, Russia gives us much, as much money as we need. Come on. Look at his businesses and look how they failed. And he didn't come back to me and tell me how he, how great he is. That's what I don't understand. I, I look at some of these posts on Facebook, like Vanessa said, and some of them, I don't care about it, what a billionaire. I don't care about his taxes. He's a billionaire. How do you know he's a billionaire? How? He won't release his tax returns. He can tell you. I can tell you, hell, I'm a millionaire right now. I'm a millionaire. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Because you don't know nothing about my taxes. You know nothing about what I got. Exactly. This guy, that, that's all this guy, his, all, the, all the Trump towers and all the rest of that stuff just got his name on it. He, he leases out his name to these, these businesses. So don't, don't hand me this stuff about how great of a businessman he was. Look at, him, look at what the man produces. He produces lies. He, and he is, oh, my God. Look at, look at, the, look at the shape that the country's in. Look at your taxes. I I, I I got people at work that are filing their taxes. Come up, hey man, I owe money this year. I didn't owe money last year. I said I know, because you didn't take out money, more money in your federal taxes from the beginning of the year to the end. That's and it, and you're gonna pay a lot more and before it's over with. Yeah, you know here's here's the thing that uh, makes me uh, laugh. When we when we talk about Trump and some of the things that he does and some of the things that his followers support. Now, before I make the statement, I want to say I am trying to. Looks like there is an issue with the chat room. We, I can't get it open either, so we're going to continue to try to resolve that because we want to hear from you. Uh, we apologize for. Uh, I got it open. Man. For I got it. Open. Oh, you got okay. Mr. Elias is in. All right, there he is. I can't get in it. So uh, maybe people are having some problems getting into the chat room, which has been a problem here as of late uh, on this uh, on this forum. Uh, so anyway, what makes me laugh, Vanessa, when when you talk about this guy, you know, they believe everything he says. You know, like Trump stakes. Let's talk about that for one second. You know that there's no such thing as Trump stakes. You know that what happened was they went and bought stakes at some supermarket and put his freaking wrapper on it. I mean, this guy is a joke. And for people to continue to fall for the banana in the tailpipe is amazing to me how they can't see what this guy is all about. And they look at us as people that are bashing Trump. I've said on this show before, I have supported Republican candidates in the past. You know, before I made a declaration that I am a independent Democrat, wink, wink, 
Before that, I look, if you sounded good, and listen, I have to admit this. I have to admit this. Before I started doing, before I started becoming involved in shows like this and, and really became more mature from an age perspective, let me be honest with you. If it looked good, I voted for it. So, you know, the, the very people that I'm bashing, Vanessa, about not doing their homework about this guy, I was one of those cats. You know, I voted for a dude one time because he looked presidential. I didn't know what the, the, what the, what the terms and the facts were. So there are people out there who are just going through the motion. Donald Trump is a millionaire. You know, rappers put him in, 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 their, you know, in their songs. He knows what he's doing. He has a, a business. This guy is a fake. Alexander O'Neill made a song about him. You want to hear it? Here it go. He's a fake, baby. <clears throat> Let me calm down. Vanessa, what say you? I say that you are crazy. <laughs> well, thank you. But I appreciate you know that. I'll accept that. We all mature to what becomes important to us. And there were people that I know and you know that never listened to politics, that wasn't interested and didn't really care. But now that they have matured no. in life, they're listening to the show. They're listening to the news. They're paying more attention as to what people are talking about that is interested in politics. So I just think that we all mature at a certain point in time. It matters to me now because they're starting to talk about Medicaid, Medicare, insurance. All of that stuff affects me in my life. So people start yeah. paying attention to what affects them. So it's okay that it took us a few, a few minutes to get around, but we're here and we're trying. <laughs> we need those people to get around. All right, listen, before we yeah, okay, listen, before we get out of the set, the smartest man in the world has jumped in here. So I want to get his comments on this before we step out. So uh Mr. Jerome is in the house. What's up, Jerome? How you doing? Hey, I'm good, man. How you doing? Just another day in paradise, no palm trees, my friend. Let me get some comments from you on this emergency hey, shutdown hey. and what happened with uh Donald Trump and the Rose Guard before we step out of here. Um you said that the non shutdown in the Rose Guard? I didn't hear the first part. <laughs> there you go. That that one. The emergency that he declared. Oh, the emergency. Guys, okay, so so yeah. here's the thing. here's where I get upset with everybody generally, is because yeah. he is breaking every norm that there that there is, right? And then yep. you're watching people and especially on the Democratic side go off on like uh, Ocasio, uh, I mean, what is her name? Ortiz, Ocasio, oh, whatever her name is. Right? Yeah. They're, they're upset at her. Mm-hmm. Wow, this dude is breaking everything that the democracy is built on. They're scared that somebody is talking about giving people health care. Like, so that's a normalcy. Like, that's something that we should be talking about. But they're watching him, you know, stack the Supreme Court. They're watching him undermine foreign policy, you're watching this dude do all kinds of stuff, and now he's declaring a national emergency on something because he's mad, right? He's taking congressional, the, the, the constitutional responsibility of the Congress away from them by saying, if y'all not going to do what I'm going to do, I'm just going to be a dictator. And then the Republicans ain't saying jack. So I implore yep. everybody, it's like I say to black folks all the time, when somebody stops playing by the rules, you don't have to either, because once they break it, once the law breaks the law, there is no law, right? You can put it back together, but you better not put it back together the same way. 
So when he does this, then when the next Democrat comes up in there, it makes me more upset with Obama than anything else is that he should just flat pardon Osada Shakur, Osada Shakur and Momia Abu-Jamal and all the Black Panthers who were locked up unlawfully. He should just ran the gamut because this just shows us that white folks are not even paying attention to all the stuff that he's doing that is just out of bounds. And now we got to carry on mm-hmm. like normal, and black folks got to sit here and talk about how do we put this thing back together, and just because they're being fair, unfair, it don't mean that we don't have to. We need to get over this. We need to be more strategic and say, if that dude is breaking the system, we need to put it back in a way that's going to work for all of us. So mm-hmm. that emergency yeah. stuff is full. And I can't wait for all of them to go to jail. But it won't, he won't go to jail in the next two years. But he, I, I believe me, if that attorney general stays there, he's going to pardon them before they even get out of office, like they did with the Iran-Contra stuff with, um, with Reagan. They pardoned all of them fools. And then we had to go back to act like everything was normal. And now we're at the same thing. So every time something happens, it's a recurring cycle that – you can say, oh, nope, it was just Reagan them. But everybody's touting Reagan like he's their hero. Even Obama did that, knowing that they did all this illegal stuff. So I am, when I look at this stuff, Jay, I can tell you that there's nothing pretty about it, and I don't, I feel some kind of way about people not having so much of an outrage and talking about it like it's normal and what does this mean that he now did something, again, illegal or unethical. That, that disturbs me. Like he put the attorney general in there. Skip Congress and put this guy in temporarily. Who knows what kind of damage he did? And now he's walking around with all this classified information. Didn't even have a daggone clearance. But now we got to act like everything normal? This is crazy. So I have nothing. Hey, listen, hey, you're preaching to the – you're preaching to the – oh, okay, there you go. That's, a, that's the uh, – <laughs> that's the uh, – okay, all right, that's great. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. We'll move on. All right, listen. All right, it is time for uh, this week's edition of In Four Minutes or Less, something that you need to know. Of course, February is Black History Month, and so we're going to listen to another African-American who made a difference, an artist. Coming up next right here on In Four Minutes or Less, something that you need to know. We'll be right back. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Ross Show right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Today's Black History Moment, we're going to examine the banjo lesson by Henry Oswald Tanner. He was the first African-American artist to receive international attention for his work. In 1893, on a short return visit to the United States, Henry Oswald Tanner painted his most famous work, the banjo lesson, while in his native Philadelphia. Tanner's desire to show us his vision of resilience, spiritual grace, and creative and intellectual promise of post-Civil War African-Americans is fully realized. The scene is staged in the small confines of a log cabin, a hearth fire casting light from the right corner and a natural white glow from outside enters from the left. The boy holds the banjo in both hands, his downward gaze a reflection of his focus and concentration on his grandfather's instruction. The older man holds the banjo up gently with his left hand so that the boy is not encumbered by its weight. Yet the staging shows us that the man wants the boy to come into his own realization of music and its rewards. The boy is bathed in the glow of the fire's warmth while a glimmer of white light shining across his forehead, the center of knowledge and understanding. 
The older man is submerged in the cool shadows of the room. This carefully orchestrated play of warmth and cool, of shadow and light, conveys the success of future generations is built upon the legacy of the previous ones. The grandfather is the past, the old America of slavery and civil war, of oppression and racism and poverty, while the boy, caught in the warm glow of the fire's light, is the new America of renewed opportunities, advancement, education, and new beginnings. It's also important that the instrument that leads the boy towards enlightenment is the banjo, an instrument highly significant to African-American slave culture, the music of the American South. The banjo evolved from the gourd instruments of Africa and the West Indies and became integral to slave music throughout the 18th and 19th centuries. By Tanner's time, it was a mainstay of minstrel shows in which it was the custom to portray African-Americans as boisterous, jaunty, buffoonish, and dim-witted. This portrayal fed into the preconceived notion of white racial superiority, that African Americans, even if they were no longer slaves, would still be infantile and incapable of self-determined action or remarkable achievements. The show depicted African Americans as having an innate musicality, which acknowledged their talent but undermined their intelligence. For Tanner, painting this image of generational torch passing was a way of debunking the entrenched derogatory stereotypes of African-Americans propagated by minstrel shows. In Tanner's paintings, we see the grandfather and the boy as intelligent, noble, graceful. Graceful people engaged in an in intimate act of sharing, sharing of a creative knowledge. Their lesson became emblematic of the large African-American journey of the late 19th century and early 20th century. From emancipation and reconstruction, from the terrors and injustices of Jim Crow laws, and from the exodus of the Great Migration, and the formant and dynamism of the Harlem Renaissance. After painting the banjo lesson, as well as the thankful poor, Tanner moved back to Paris, where he would remain for the remainder of his life. Tanner felt that France was less encumbered with baggage of racial prejudice towards people of color than the U.S. In America, I'm Henry Tanner, Negro artist. But in France, I'm Monsieur Tanner, l'artiste américain. This, this desire to be recognized by the quality of his talent would inspire him to paint prolifically throughout his life, traveling through the Middle East and North Africa in search of authentic imagery for biblical paintings that would become the hallmark of his later career. But it is the banjo lesson that has become the iconic painting of his entire career. Its economy of scale, its emotional delicacy, its nuanced orchestration of light and shadow and symbolism situates it in a resonant space in American art history. My name is Mark DeWitt, and this is today's Black History Moment. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. When you have Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, who I find extremely dangerous at this point, I hope she doesn't tweet that, who are you, Donnie Deutsch, I don't care about you or anything, because basically she has Twitter following, and that's her, that's her power base. We are in a dangerous place, and if people don't in the party don't start to speak up against people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who is young and dynamic, but does not know what she's talking about, and her and her cohorts, some of these new, fresh, progressive faces, are going to hand the presidency back to Donald Trump. 
I want everybody well, to understand that. Welcome back in. 347-850-1272. That was Donnie Deutsch on Morning Joe talking about AOC. And the question this morning is, the Democrats, do they have an AOC problem? Now, you heard this past week, Amazon decided not to build their headquarters in New York. And the reason, one of the reasons they stated they decided to go against this is because they felt local politicians were in their corner. Let's take a listen to this story. We'll talk on the other side. Democrats are often called the party of the big tent, but critics say Amazon's decision to bail on a new headquarters in Queens, New York, has exposed the party's other reputation as a circular firing squad. Why in the world would you celebrate driving 25,000 jobs out of Long Island City? I mean, that is just ridiculous. Amazon said the average salary for those 25,000 new employees would have exceeded $150,000 per year, bringing in an estimated $27.5 billion in tax revenues over the next 25 years, a windfall, especially considering the state only had to give up $3 billion in tax incentives to entice Amazon. But the increasing leftward anti-business tilt of the party helped poison the deal. One Amazon executive told NBC, quote, if you talk to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, it's never Amazon. What this is a celebration of is that everyday people in the community stood up and they wanted a say in what was happening in their own backyard. Polls found a majority of New Yorkers supported the deal, despite Amazon's non-union policy, even in this union-rich city. And see what basically we're left with now. The bombed-out cars in our neighborhood. This is not Shangri-La over here. We needed this over here. We needed this. More traditional Democratic politicians supported it, too. Governor Andrew Cuomo fumed, quote, a small group of politicians put their own narrow political interests above their community. We wanted to negotiate a better deal. We didn't want to see those on the left, those who are anti-capitalist, completely kill the deal. It's the latest fissure in a party which is smarting from the controversies of late-term abortion, blackface, and sexual harassment in Virginia, an embarrassing rollout of what some Democrats say is the overly ambitious Green New Deal, and accusations of anti-Semitism within its caucus. Those controversies are all boxes that President Trump may be checking for later use when his re-election campaign gears up. So let's get right into the conversation. Uh, Johnny D, let me start with you. Um, a lot of Democrats are worried about the new uh, Democrats that are coming in, in, into office. You know, they're young, they're vibrant. But they are, it's almost like they're saying they are these little little kids that you got to get your arms around because they're just, you know, they're out there doing all these different things. What do you think about this? Because one of the things that alarmed me about this whole thing with AOC was the fact that, uh, you know, matter of fact, let's do this. Let's play, let me play her comment when they caught up to her after the decision was made for Amazon to step out. Let's listen to what she had to say and then we'll, we'll pick up on, we'll pick up after that. <laughs> Incredible. I mean, it shows that everyday Americans still have the power to organize and fight for their communities, and they can have more say in this country than the richest man in the world. What do you say to those that um, criticize them pulling out that you know, the district now is going to lose 25,000 jobs that could have come there? Well, one of those things is, A, we were subsidizing those jobs. 
so for the, the city was paying for those jobs. So frankly, if we were willing to give Amazon three, if we were will, willing to give away three billion dollars for this deal, we could invest those three billion dollars in our district ourselves if we wanted to. We could hire out more teachers. We can fix our subways. We can put a lot of people to work for that money if we wanted to. Um, additionally, those jobs. There was no guarantee that those jobs were for the New Yorkers that were here. Uh, we were looking at, at a deal that was not primarily putting the community first. And I think that we can absolutely come together to create an economic plan that actually invests in New Yorkers, in higher wages, and in a dignified life. That's where she lost me. Because that statement she made about reinvesting that money, Johnny D, back into the, into the city, it's incorrect. It's, it's wrong. And so it, this is the problem when you have people who are politicians who don't understand things. So what do you think about this whole thing when it comes to, to, to this young freshman senator, I mean uh, uh, representative? What do you think about her? And do you think that maybe Nancy Pelosi and some of the you know, elder statements of the party should say, hey, let me, let's pull you in. You, before you speak, you need to kind of understand what you're talking about. Your thoughts? Well, I, I, you know, kind of interesting. Um, I, I followed this particular story, and and, I, and I'm never favorable to any time you lose that amount of jobs. You know, every, every big company that comes into a city is going to get some tax breaks and some subsidies. So that's that's standard uh, building of America. But I I think what what I see in this instance is like I see so much. In my current workplace, you know, you've got a millennial generation who doesn't think big picture. Uh, they they generally uh, think it in terms of just getting through the moment. And, you know, what sounds good today may not be beneficial long term. I think this was a, a, a bad move uh, for Amazon not to uh, build in New York. Anytime you have a company of that magnitude and, and those many jobs, then, you know, you have to do what you need to do to, to support it as long as there's no criminality. Um, I'm a little mixed on her and have been since her, her elections. Uh, so I will stand down on, on being judgmental or too critical. But in in, in response to what you asked about uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi, yeah, there's going to have to be some corralling of some of this uh, new Congress persons that have come in and really just teach them the protocols and the etiquettes. Because if not, then what happens is that the status quo is not always great, but the status quo is the standard. And even though I think that you know there, there are times where you have to be above the standard, but you have to start at the standard. And you know coming in with all of the uh, you know acknowledgments and, and fanfare that she has come in with, I think she's going to eventually make herself a target if she already has not but you know I just think that this particular instance here uh, not that she was the sole primary reason as to why Amazon didn't build certainly I think when you dig deeper uh, it'll be uh, something more profound than just uh, this young lady here so she's being scapegoated on this here but the fact that she's voiced that it's okay to lose 25,000 jobs and to repurpose that three billion dollars um, into businesses within the community isn't even rational or, or, or logical, to be honest with you. So those are my thoughts. Like I said, again, just uh, there, there's some education, there's some learning curves 
that uh, she's going to have to endure as as most people who are coming into something will end up having to do, particularly when you're dealing with the, um, you know, with, with, with 250-some million people in, in America. So, you know, that that's my commentary on that one. Like I said, just, I, I won't try not to be too critical of her, but uh, this this is just an interesting, um, interesting topic uh, and, and really a bad day for New Yorkers, I, I would think. You know, Mr. Elias, uh, $28 billion over 10 years. We're talking about a billion dollars a year. And when she makes the comment to read, this is, this is the thing that's hard for me to, 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 to grasp. There's not $3 billion sitting somewhere and we can repurpose that money. It's, it's, it's not there. And so for her to make this comment and say, well, you know, the bottom line is that we can take that money and we can reinvest it in our infrastructure. We can reinvest it. That $3 billion doesn't exist. Let me, let me break it down for you in a way where maybe we can all understand. That's like you saying, hey, I have a coupon from a store, right? And this, they're going to give me $100 off this uh, flat screen TV. I go to the store and say, well, uh, well wait a minute. Now. I just want to use this $100 to go shopping. That $100 doesn't exist. And, and so, for, so for her to make that comment... And for her to say what she said shows you that she has no clue of how that works. And so to sit here and say, oh, it's a good thing to show that the people, most New Yorkers support it. Once again, we're talking $28 billion in 10 years, a billion dollars a year for tax incentives. That money doesn't exist, sweetheart. And for you to sit here and make that comment shows me where you are. And so you can't continue to do stuff like this. And so Democrats are saying, keep this nonsense up, and you're going to keep Trump in office. you got to know what you're talking about. I'm not against her. I mean, listen, I think that, you know, in my opinion, you need to have more – you need to do more. I mean, she's getting a lot of fanfare, and I think she's believe, – I believe, I, believe she's believe, I believe she's reading her press clippings. Calm down, come in, make the change that you need to make, but know what you're talking about when you make comments like that. Looks like we do have a phone call. Let's get to the phone call that I want to get back here because I want to get people's opinions on this. Who do we have on the line, Mr. Elias? We have Kavina, man, with us, Jay. Uh, bring in Kavina, man, before you get on that bike ride. Good morning, Kavina. Welcome to the serious side, my brother. What's happening with you? Hey, what's going on? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah we can hear you. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm in the car today. I'm driving back from Vegas, back home. But uh, oh, well, uh, look at you. I, you, you oh, what, what's up with that? Come on, Kavina. Come on, man. Really? Well, really? Come on. So now. They, have, they have a they have a great uh, African American History uh, Festival in Vegas every year. So I just go up there just for that. Okay. Oh, but, uh, let us know so we can kind of meet there. Okay, we'll talk about that offline. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, what's up, Kavina? What's your comment? All right. Yeah, man. I, AOC, man. I, I I never really liked her. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm subject to change in the future as she improves. However, uh, as, as of right now, I think they, they have the socialist message. They want everything for free, right? They want a free college, free medical mar- marijuana. They want free, you know, free housing, free transportation, everything free. And the way they're going to pay for it is by taxing the corporations and the billionaires, millionaires, and so on and so forth. But when it comes to jobs, they don't want the jobs. They're like, oh, we don't want jobs. We don't want the $100,000 jobs. We don't want these tech jobs. We just want everything for free. Just give me for free, and y'all can figure out stuff out later. That's the whole socialist Bernie Sanders message, and it doesn't make any sense. 
Hmm. Wow. Hmm. Appreciate that wow. name, Kavina. All right. You, it, it, okay, well, Kavina, we're going to leave your mic open just in case you want to say something else. Let me swing to you, Vanessa. Um, right. You know, once again, I don't have any issues with her. I, I mean, I just think that when you make comments like that, it, look, we have a dummy in the White House already who doesn't understand how things work. You know, I mean, one of the things that President Trump said a few weeks back was he talked about how, um, you know, well, you know, you, you can't smuggle. No, he said this last week. You can't smuggle people into the southern border tied up with tape over their mouths because people look in the cars. They check, so you can't do it if you have a wall. I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? It's like you use simple uh, examples to try to prove a point which don't make no damn sense whatsoever. And for her to make that comment, to me, Vanessa, shows that she doesn't understand how that works. And so now, she's not the sole reason, but she's the face of it. And people are looking at her like I'm looking at her saying, well, wait a minute. Why would you make that comment? There's no $3 billion sitting somewhere so you can reinvest that back in the infrastructure. What are you talking about? That money doesn't exist. Your comments, Vanessa. For those of you who don't know, Jay and I live in Houston, Texas. And in Houston, Texas, they have this big place here called Compact Computers. Compact Computers is what started Texas giving large uh, incentives to come to Texas and have uh, businesses by giving them tax credits, which is the same thing that they're trying to do with uh, Amazon. <clears throat> Excuse me. The next company that is coming next year, Jay, if you had not heard, oh, I'm sorry, this year, is in Baytown, Texas. And those people that are coming there are getting a big tax credit from Texas to come, and they're also starting those people out with fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 a year. Fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 a year in Texas is a very good income to support a family. So... I hope that her ignorancy does not make it to Texas where she's over here stopping companies from coming over here, helping us to get our people employed going in making $20 an hour so or more. So she's ignorant to me. And for right, and I told you guys, I know Jerome finna eat me alive. Good morning, Jerome. I told no, I can't you guys wait to from him. when that lady was cussing at her party, when that lady was cussing at her party, and it was recorded, and people were saying, well, she can say that because Trump says this and says that, and she can say that because she was at a private. I told y'all then that Nancy Pelosi needs to reel them in, and that I called Sheila's office and told them that. If Nancy doesn't start reeling in these young people, we're going to be handing it right back to Trump because they're talking. They're not realizing they're being recorded. What they're saying is not making good sense. What she did was stupid, and Trump is going to throw it all back in their faces in 2020. You watch. And right. I don't like the it. floor. Now, I'm not going to say I'm not going to. Well, do, I, I'm not going to say it's not going to change. But for right now, I don't like her. And no, I, I, don't, I don't you like. Know, well, and he's absolutely right. Uh, the guy who called in is right. Kamala is up there talking about. Oh, everybody needs Medicaid and free insurance. Well, okay, she said Medicaid. But when somebody posed the question to her, can they keep their own private doctors, she said that she thought that everybody should be equal. I don't think that's true. We're not going to play this Robin Hood game. So I don't like her saying that, and I don't like this little young one taking away jobs out of New York. She is crazy. Well, they well, need to look, really let, let me say this. They, they need to well, really well, listen, look, look. 
I, I hear you. I hear you. Let me say this. One of the reasons why I, I kind of looked at her with a, with a cocked eye was because she's, you know, she was. Your reports came out that she was going after Representative Jeffries because she's in a way, he's in a way of her ascension to power. That's what people that's close to her are saying. So she has him in the crosshairs. But that's reporting. You don't know if it's true or not. I don't have anything personally against her. I just think that you have to do your time. I mean, all of a sudden she's on everything. Everybody loves her. Oh, she's this, she's that. She hasn't done anything. It's like the same thing with Trump when it comes to me. Oh, darling, President Trump did all this. President Trump hasn't done nothing because we're still riding some of the economic stuff that President Obama put into place. And now with Donald Trump is put into place with the tax cuts and all this other stuff, you're starting to see the adverse effects of those. So don't give him credit for the unemployment rate dropping down to three-something because they hadn't put anything in place for him to get that credit. So all I'm saying is, hey, if you're going to do your job, do your job. Hold on, let me. I want to get Jerome hmm. in. Hold on, let me get Jerome in because I want Jerome. Oh. I want to hear Jerome's oh. comments. Jerome, floor is yours, sir. No, you don't. You want to go to LES first because mine is not going to be nice for none of it. Well, that, that's okay. That's what it's all about, sir. That's why we're in America. We have different opinions on stuff. So, Mr. Well, LES, say what you have to say, and then we'll, you know, we'll give the rest of the set to uh, the smartest. No, you don't have to get Jerome's the rest free. of it to me. I'm just saying. Go, go to Elliot. We, don't have, we, don't, we have to because be we're running up against the break. That's why. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Miss Elliot. Well, hey man, do I, do I like everything that she does? No, everything everything she does is not wise. But I like some of her views, man. I do. I'm not going to agree with. And you just said it best, Jay. I'm not going to agree with you, or you're not going to agree with me 100 percent of the time. But there's stuff that she right. says that I like. So you know, okay. and see the face of this thing that somebody put in place. Now, everybody, this is the way America is, man. That she could say, make a statement that she might have not been behind it, but she's the face of it now. And what, what do we do? As Americans, we pile on top of her. Look, find out what happens first. That's, that's what we do. We, we rush to judgment. Find out what happened first. Then you go from there. Instead of just saying, I don't like her because she did this. Because she said this. So what? What did she do? Do, do, do you want me to, re- do you want me to replay what she said? I, I can replay. I, I, I can replay I, I her say, statement. I listen to what she said. I, okay. I, I, All right. I, I, okay. I listen to what she said. What she said is America okay. spoke up. Same thing the Republicans say. That's the same thing Republicans say. But you know okay. what Republicans do? They back their people all the way. So my point <laughs> is, I'm not going to okay. agree with everything she says. Did I think that was dumb okay. for her? For 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 them losing Amazon? Yes, it, it was. For for them to lose that much money? Yes, but. You know, don't 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 throw up the baby with the bathwater, man. Seriously, don't. Oh no. Everybody piles no, on. I'm everybody with you, Democrats, and, and everybody piles on the Democrats, but nobody piles on the Republicans. So hey, man, look, that's that's just my view. Well, well, let me say this before I give it to Jerome. I mean, listen, the bottom line is, if Republicans are wrong, we're gonna come after. But uh, you know, for me, once again. I don't have any problems with her. I just wish, hey, let's stop reading your press clippings. Get in and do some work. If, if you deserve to be held on a pedestal, so be it. But her comments about the money being reallocated back into the community to, for teachers and to build subways, that statement is not true. There's no $3 billion out there. So that's why I'm saying what I'm saying. There's no $3 billion. So, Jer- Jerome, uh, hey, the rest of the set is yours, sir. What say you? Well, first of all, I want to say boo to all of that, first of all. Secondly, I wanted to say that I started a new service after 9-11 because of this bull, Mm -hmm. right? What happens is that everybody is listening to the paraphrasing and the the perspective 
of making this girl, sorry, making this woman a villain for what she for what she's saying. You know why people in New York? I'm in New York State, right? I wish okay. Kathleen was here. We would probably tell you why that was a good thing. We're not saying you can't move it someplace in New York State. New York State is huge. Mm-hmm. We have New York State is so big that we have the most new Amish settlements, more than Pennsylvania, because you can live off the grid in New York mm-hmm. State all over the place. That's how much room is in New York State. You were talking about Long right. Island City, right? So you're going to okay. displace all the poor people up out of that city and say, oh, they're going to get jobs. They won't guarantee no jobs for anybody who lives there, right? They didn't okay. negotiate with the people. They didn't talk to them about when you move a company in or move somebody in and you're talking about regentrification. You need to talk mm-hmm. to the residents to try to figure out what are we going to do to make sure people ain't starving. What are you going to do when you right. start displacing people? What are you going to do when you start displacing the elderly? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do when you tear down this hospital? What are you going to do? They did none of that. There was a, a right. business decision, and people are so damn money hungry that they're like, oh, they were going to give us all this money, so they should have just killed off everybody. She was right. The people in that community said, we don't want this. Bounce. So everybody's like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you tore, ter, um, um, turned away money. Get your ethics right and your morals right. You're not considering the people who live there. First of all, I don't go to New York City much because I got to pay to go in and pay to leave. You got to pay when you cross mm-hmm. them bridges. So if you if right. you are in New York City and you want to go to Jersey, which, which is 10 minutes mm-hmm. away, you pay money to cross right. those bridges. You can't be poor in New York City. Those, the minimum amount of wages that they were going to pay in those jobs, it looks like a lot of money to, to, the, to everybody else, but you can be poor in New York City at about 60 grand. That ain't that much money in New York City. So, <laughs> You're right about that. Wow. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm I live in, in Texas, Jerome. Exactly. No, I'm saying in Texas, that's different. You can move to different parts of yeah. New York State and be perfectly fine. New York City, there ain't no money. Right. You're talking, you're talking living in a one-room, not, not even one-bedroom, a one-room apartment yeah. in New York City paying about $3,000 a month. Like, yep. yeah, to actually go off and say how crazy she is for this is not taken into consideration to the people who live there because living there is very different than living in other parts of this doggone country. You're not living on no farmland. These people are landlocked and poor. And it is good that they get to have a voice in this. And there's, she's not the only one. So I know the people who are calling them crazy are saying, oh, the politicians don't know what they're doing. This is her inexperience. This is that's garbage. You need to hear from somebody on the ground who understands this stuff. Spike Lee talked about his father in Brooklyn where he's been playing, what, the, the sax. He's been a musician the last 50 years. It gets mm-hmm. reached for they're calling the police on him for, for playing his sax. And they want to move him out. The dude's been there since, like, the 50s. So every time you regentrify an area and you start pushing the minorities mm-hmm. out because you're like, oh, it's cleaner. People can walk their dogs. It's safer. It is safer for who? Because it damn sure ain't safer for black people. This is New York City we're talking about. So every time we do this, Again, after 9-11, I started a new service because I think that when we go into crisis, people start, white folks have a, a, and this is mainstream media, and it's black people who do this too. 
they start looking mm-hmm. from the perspective of how is this going to benefit somebody else other than the people that are living there. I'm going through this right now in the city I live in because cities like Jacksonville, for example, has a metropolitan government, right? What happens is that when the suburban farm Europeans in your county want to tell the city what to do, they say the city should get rid of their own government and let us all work together because it's better for the region. That ain't what they're doing that for. They're doing that to usurp your power and take your tax money and redistribute wealth. So when they had this deal with Amazon, they never, never, ever made any business decisions on how it was going to affect the people who live there. And they were about to price right. all of them out of their houses. And kind of like what they did in uh, their school district. Kind of like what they did in Harlem, right? With uh, when Clinton. Well, no, was there. you're right. Yeah. I, I, you're absolutely yeah. correct. And, you know, that's something. And I'm glad you said that, Jerome, because that's something that I, I, I forgot to say. Uh, uh, at the beginning of the conversation, that there are legitimate reasons why people can fight this. And, and, and so, no, I agree with you. I mean, matter of fact, if you look at what's going on in Chicago, th- there are people in Chicago that are fighting the Obama presidential library communities because they want them to sign like a CBA with the community saying, hey, you know, you're going to make sure you take care of the community. So President Obama's kind of, you know, facing some, uh, some, some headwinds in Chicago. You know, listen, I never said... You know, for the record, I never said that uh, she was stupid or this, that, and the other. What got me was when she made the, listen, the argument, listen, listen, Jerome, the argument that she gave, listen, you had, there are legitimate arguments as to why that deal shouldn't go through. And I read some of those, too. My problem was when she made the comment about the $3 billion. That's my issue. That, that, listen, if you're going to vote you against it, that's fine. I, what, Jerome? I'm in the I'm in New York State. If you, it, I saw the governor's state of the union. New York State has three billion dollars, right? Oh no, no, so no, no, don't. No, no, I understand the math. I understand that three billion dollars in tax subsidies to make three hundred billion is different. I understand that, but what she's saying is that the governor should not be offering. You can offer tax subsidies, but there was going to be three billion dollars in. Um, infrastructure improvements. There is stuff that that's three billion dollars that they were going to spend to get that three hundred billion that Amazon was promising and wouldn't guarantee. There's no guarantee. Those are just projections. So New York State would have spent money redesigning and, and doing infrastructure and paying for upgrades and sewage and all this other. Amazon wasn't paying that money. The state was going to pay it. So, yeah. so when we start right. having that conversation, I know they're talking in sound bites, and that's why I'm glad we have this show, because we don't have to talk in sound bites. She has to talk in sound bites. But where the reality was coming, just like in this area, the governor says, hey, we're going to spend X amount of money to do this. And it's like, why spend it on this just to get this project when you won't spend it to fix our water supply anyway? You have the money. Yeah. Because, because if yeah, you we, 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 we got to go. We, we, Wait a minute, but if, <laughs> if I had a producer, they'd be yelling in my ear right now. We, 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 we got to go. We're, we're way over. Okay, listen, uh, great topic. <laughs> we have to go. If I had a producer, they'd be like, get your behind the break. All right, we're going to step out. Great conversation. This is good stuff. I'm glad we did have that conversation. All right, look, we're going to step out, take a quick break. Coming up, we're going to talk about this whole thing with the Empire star, Jesse. What is it? How do you say his name, Mr. Smollett? Smollett? 
Smollett. Is that how you say his name? Smollett. 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 Oh, boy. We're going to talk about that next. Man, I hope this guy is not making this stuff up. You listen to the serious side. We'll be right back after this. Don't go nowhere.
It is the best Sunday morning online radio show, period. Hi, I'm Jay, the host of the serious side of the TGRS, and I'm asking you to come join me and my friends for some serious conversation before you go to church. It's the serious side of the TGRS. Happens every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the BTR Radio Network. The two Nigerian brothers arrested in connection with the assault on Empire actor Jesse Smollett are no longer suspects. They're now cooperating with police. A source close to the investigation confirms to CBS News the brothers told detectives Smollett paid them to participate in the alleged attack on January 29th. Welcome back in 347-850-1272. It is 15 minutes after the top of the hour. Wow. You're tuned to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TGRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. We're going to say hello real quick to the panel, and uh, and that's it, because we're behind. So let's say good morning to Vanessa May Belly from the Macanelli. Good morning, Vanessa. Good morning. I love you, Jay, Les, and uh, Jerome, who is speaking. I don't know nothing about justification. Okay. Did you and Johnny G. Wrong. I said Jerome. <laughs> you said, um, Did you Jerome. say Johnny D? <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa, 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 she crazy. I'm mad at you right now. Johnny yeah. D? Yeah. Everybody's mad at you right now. All right. Speaking of the man himself, Mr. No, Johnny D. What's up, man? How you doing, brother? Uh, good morning. Everything is well. And the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Esprit. What's going on, Mr. Jerome Esprit? You know, Vanessa, I will never be mad at you. Just want to say that for the record. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. That's uh, mm. hey, all right. Good morning, everyone. I didn't know anything. Oh, I didn't know. I thought you were saying so. All right. The smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Mr. Uh The man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. LES. What's up, man? How you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Good morning, everyone that's out there. I see your mom busy and the easy. Uh, we know that Easy's listening. What's up, Easy? Uh, what's going on? Uh, my main man, uh, Kavina Man, is out there on the highways and byways, not on his bike, but he's out there in his car. The pastor's in the house. Marianne, the music is in the house. I'm sorry I can't say hi to everybody because we are way behind. Also, it's time to bring in our director of social media outreach, the one and only Jackie. Jackie, good morning. Tell people how they can stay in contact with the crew when we're not live. Well, if you want to keep up with the TJRS Radio Network, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And all three pages have the same ending handle, facebook.com slash groups, twitter.com, instagram.com slash TJRS Radio. Keep up with us. Yeah, keep up with us. And, of course, you can keep up with my personal journey. Just go to Instagram, the J. Riles Show. I am out there letting you guys into my life. I don't know if you want to be there or not, but you're coming on in anyway. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you, everyone. 347-850-1272 is the call. I never want to say what's up to Lita. Get better, baby. Know you're hurting. Also, to Monique, what's up, baby? How you doing? All right, it's time to get into this set because we are way behind and we have about 15 minutes to talk about it. And we're talking about... Empire star Jesse Smollett. Now, the question here now is, did this guy stage his own attack? Let's listen to this story. You'll be the judge afterwards. We'll talk after, we'll talk after this. 
The mystery surrounding the alleged assault of Empire actor Jussie Smollett is growing. Last night, police released two men who had been detained for questioning earlier in the week. Carter Evans now has more on the unanswered questions that remain. The two Nigerian brothers arrested in connection with the assault on Empire actor Jesse Smollett are no longer suspects. They're now cooperating with police. A source close to the investigation confirms to CBS News the brothers told detectives Smollett paid them to participate in the alleged attack on January 29th and that they purchased a rope found around Smollett's neck at a nearby hardware store. The source says detectives have evidence to corroborate the sale, something the men's attorney alluded to Friday night. New evidence that was brought to their attention. Obviously, I had it. Obviously, my clients had it. Police say the two men, identified as Ola and Abel Osundairo, were captured on surveillance video when Smollett said he was attacked. Justice. Ola Osundairo is connected to Smollett through the hit show Empire, where he played a prisoner in season two. Both brothers apparently left Chicago for Nigeria on the day of the alleged attack and were detained when they returned this past Wednesday. Chicago detectives tore through an apartment looking for clues, and evidence log shows they found ropes, masks, and bleach. Chicago police released the brothers Friday night without charges. A spokesman says detectives have additional investigative work to complete. He said, this MAGA country punches me right in the face. In a recent interview, Smollett said he was sure the men in the photo were his attackers. I think that what people need to hear is just the truth. Jesse Smollett still hasn't spoken publicly about the brothers' arrest or their subsequent release. Chicago police said earlier this week they are still treating Smollett as a victim and not a suspect. Wow. So uh, this story is disturbing uh, for me. And, uh, man, I tell you what, if it, if it comes out that this guy lied, um, I, I don't even know where to go with this. Let me start with you, Vanessa. What do you think about this? Uh this guy, and it looks like now, if they have receipts saying that, first of all, the brothers are cooperating, and the brothers are saying that this guy paid paid them to stage this attack. Um, your thoughts? Wow. Okay, Vanessa's not there. Let's uh, swing around I'm to you, Johnny sorry. B. Uh, your thoughts? Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, you sorry, you sorry. Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Okay, your thoughts, please. Did you hear the question? About, no, was it about uh, Jesse? Yes, Princess. I mean, uh, uh, Vanessa, yes. Did you hear the, the question? No. Okay, let me ask Johnny, and then you can come in on the other side. Johnny heard it. So, Johnny, what do you think about this whole thing, uh, the fact that this guy may have um, – May have faked this whole thing. Your, your thoughts on it, man? I will agree, Jay. If, if this is the case, it, it sets a bad precedent um, for a whole lot of different communities that that he has vowed that he is representing during this in, entire episode. Um, you know, law enforcement uh, based off of simply rules of law and, and defamation. I don't think that they would be as open about their discovery if they saw him truly as a victim. So you would have to believe that based off of just 
the headlines in the in the recent news media that this was a, a hoax. Um, but at the same time, the brothers could be simply utilizing that that mm-hmm. uh, analysis and in, 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 in that particular defense to protect themselves. Uh, the true link is going to be the money, okay? Because if they were paid, then there should be some some type of transaction that would have occurred that they could prove that they was compensated. Since that has not yet been revealed, then I'm going to stay neutral in regards to whether or not I believe that it's a hoax or if it's legitimate because, you know, a, a, a true criminal is going to always, always find a means in order to turn it back on you. And how convenient it would be for them to say, okay, well, he paid me. You know, I, I, I looked at portions of the interview uh, on Good Morning America. I was very unimpressed about his, his animation and his emotional state. Yeah, it's like you try to oversell it's just, it, huh? It's not looking good. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's not it's not looking good. It's not looking favorable. And and again, you know, he's he's representing himself as as this advocate and and this in the face of you know many different genres of people. So for his sake, I, I hope that he is you know getting whatever treatment and counseling and and you know faith to come out of this particular situation, you know, if this was a, a, a true assault, but if not, then, you know, shame on anybody who would do something of, of this magnitude there. So it, it's just interesting. It, it's, it's not even a confusing, uh, a confusing uh, situation, but it is one that, that you would find troubling in regards to why would you even do that? I know there were some rumors that said that he was going to get written off the show and this was to kind of keep yeah. his profile out there. But I just don't think that yeah. one would go through that particular magnitude, you know, to bring that whole element in. So, it, like I say, again, it, it's just an interesting time that, that we're in where, you know, social media, uh, cameras, you're being watched wherever you go. So, you know, the likelihood of, of these guys not being picked up on somebody's home camera system, particularly with the description, uh, would, would have been literally impossible, particularly in being in a big city like Chicago. So, he would have had to have known that when he put this report out and gave the evidence that at some point it's going to tie to these two gentlemen. And if that be the case, are they willing to uh, take a sentence and take a charge for this enactment? That lies the question. So there's a lot to come out of it, but I, I will say that generally law enforcement would not put that type of information out in lieu of being sued for defamation of character, and because they have, then I'm leaning that this is probably more of a hoax than anything else. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Uh, Jerome, one of the things I'm hearing now is people are talking about maybe mental health issues. Maybe he has some mental health health issues if he would go to this to this extreme to uh, to stage this thing. Your thoughts? All right, Jerome said, oh, Jerome dropped. I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention to the board. Mr. Elias, question for you. Um, I'm not going to rush to judgment I'm, I'm on this like Johnny. Uh, like Johnny D said, I'm not going to rush to judgment because, you know, I've, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to hold my thoughts on that one because, hey, man, I, I've seen a lot of stuff here in Chicago. They, you know, where they, you know, <laughs> 
You know, you got you got <laughs> La- Laquan McDonald, and you know, I I I'll, I'll hold my thoughts on this one because I don't. But but I don't, but, I don't know. What but happened. let me ask you this. But let me ask you this, Mr. Elias, and this is the reason why people who listens to folks like us, you know, for example, you know, when we talked about the situation in Virginia last week, you know, I mean, I've had, I've received so many comments about how, you know, Democrats were so ready to jump on, to, to, to get on uh, uh, Brett Kavanaugh, but then when this whole thing happened with uh uh, with the Virginia lieutenant governor, then we were kind of like, oh, we're going to wait and see. And so, you know, no. when you make these comments here, I mean, it, my question is no. this. I mean, let's, 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 listen. Let's, let's just be honest about that whole deal about Virginia. Brett Kavanaugh, uh, with that one, he went through an investigation. Right now they're talking about getting rid of the the the, uh, <laughs> the, the VP. Uh, investigation he goes through. Huh? Oh, they went through a fake an investigation. investigation. Then he went through a fake. He went through one investigation. They where they where they came back and they did it, and they wouldn't. They, they redacted all the. Uh, there wasn't no damn investigation. The FBI them. people called some folks. They were limited by the White House. They weren't supposed to follow okay, up with anything. They asked questions. That was that. They put it out there. They made they an attempt. According to you, they made an attempt. They, they made okay, an attempt. It. Did they make an attempt for the Virginia uh, uh, governor? No, they didn't. No, they listen. Said, okay, listen. I don't, and I don't want to relitigate that this, this week. I, I don't want to relitigate so that this week. I just want my question is. Done with that one. Well, but but see, but here's my question though. I mean, it's like we're saying that well, we want to hold judgment off. I mean, okay, so that's a good point. Well, so I then the question the becomes: what? If you listen, if you go back and listen, but you don't know what all I, I don't want to relitigate that. Investigate, investigate, investigate. Oh, okay, okay, that's okay. So then, okay, so okay, that's a good point. That's a good point. Okay, that's a good point. Let me bring this point to you. That's an excellent point. So if that's the case, why didn't people hold off judgment when this first hit? And that's what people are saying. All of a sudden, all these celebrities started tweeting, oh, you know, God bless you, all this other stuff. You know, Kamala Harris, uh, she released a statement. Everybody was on his team. So if you're going to hold off judgment now, why didn't you hold off judgment when it first came out? I didn't. I don't remember saying anything about this case when it first came out. Uh, I'm just saying in general. One of my frat, one of my frat brothers was saying, you know, I hate to say this, but he was saying from the beginning, why at three o'clock in the morning he's got to he's got to he he can't order food and all this other stuff. So you know, we are talking about Chicago. So until until I, 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 I like I said, any other case, I'm not gonna rush the judgment. I want to find out the facts before I give out any anything. It's just me. But like Johnny okay. said, that's... there is, you know, there, there's a lot of stuff that's fishy. But then again, Chicago's very known for a lot of fishy stuff, man. <laughs> I live here, okay. so I know. All right. All right. You know? I got you. So, Vanessa, now you've kind of heard some of the commentary, your thoughts on this whole thing. I, as, a, as opinionated as I am, I did not make an opinion. When they jumped on him or whatever the thought was, and I'm not going to make one now. And I'm going to say that because I don't know what's going on with Jesse. I don't know what his issue is that he would do that. It has to be something for him to cause that much attention to himself and have people pay them to do stuff. So something is wrong with him, and I just hope that he gets help. But I'm not going to voice an opinion on why he did it or whatever because there's got to be something wrong. But you just did though, because you're saying if something's wrong. So in other words, you're saying maybe he has mental issues. I mean, uh, because if, yep, if he I made am. this up, 
Yes, I am saying you, you know. have mental issues. You don't know what's going on with people in their life and their world and what they came through. But 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 here's the deal, and I'm going to go to Jerome with this. Hopefully he's back. Here's the thing that bothers me about stuff like this. People don't think these things through. I mean, so all you have now, all of a sudden, you have Donald Trump Jr. has already released a statement about this. And guess what? Fake news. When you do stuff like this, if you've been critical of the president, then you do stuff like this. All you are doing is helping this man. And I don't understand how people who are supposed to be smart don't see this. If this is not true, this guy, you know, listen, oh, my God, I, I cannot believe that you would even fix your lips to say something like this. You want Trump out of office. Don't you understand when you do nonsense like this, all you're doing is giving his, his followers the follow that they need to say, yes, yeah, he told you it was fake news, told you they a lie. See, they're always trying to raise beat people. Yeah, when he made the comments in Charlottesville, there's bad people on the other side. Uh huh. See, this proves his point. You're not helping the situation when you do, do stuff you like really this. Think I care what the Trump people have to say? Do well, you, you really? should care what the Trump people have to say because I these people can get this fool reelected. This, this cat lies. This cat lies every day of his life, and they. I don't give a damn about that. He's in the White House, Mister Elias. You think I care? You should care you about what I these care. idiots think about this phone. I don't give a damn what a yeah. Trump supporter has Well, you know what? Then guess what? Really He'll don't. be back here. Then guess what? He'll be reelected oh, in 2020 well, then. If you have that attitude, you need to be concerned about this. I don't give a damn what they say. I'm concerned about Well, then don't be concerned about it. Well, then fine. Be a part of the problem. It's Jerome here. Yeah. Jerome, do you have any comments on this before we get out of here? Hold yeah. on, Vanessa. Let's yeah. get Jerome. We haven't heard from Jerome. We heard from everybody. Let's listen from Jerome. And I'll listen you to you try to calm me down. I'm down. I'm calm down. I don't care. Go ahead, Jerome. <laughs> you need to give Vanessa some time to calm you down. <laughs> I'm, down. I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. Okay. All right. So she might have to might have to calm me down on this one because you know here's the thing. It, this is blaringly obvious. You have to put it in a context of. Um, of um, of reality, right? Jesse Smollett's sister is famous. They have a pretty uh, stable family, like a famous family. That makes no sense to me whatsoever to believe that he would fake something. That's just stupid. It ain't like he does not have the popularity. It's not like he don't have the form. It's not like he does not have a platform. He really does. So... For him to be smeared like this is crazy to me because it just shows that the more you step out, the more you get to be accused of something, even if it happens to you. So I'm more inclined to believe that, yeah, somebody may have paid those guys or whatever, but for him to pay them don't make no kind of sense. And I hate the fact that in real time we can't see past some, something so simple as it does not make sense. It reminds me of the Susan Smith case where that woman goes up and she was like, some black man carjacked me and took my baby and I was trying to get him to stop and he left. And then come back later and they're like, oh, yeah, she made that up. But everybody for dang near two weeks was like, we're looking for the black guy with a baseball hat that looks like this. And everybody, it don't make no sense that black people go kidnap folks and do they carjacking it. Like we went on a rant just from somebody lying. There is no way in hell that that dude, actually as famous as he is, paid somebody to kidnap him. Now we're questioning his sanity, 
Like, oh, he might need to get some help. Like, really? Like, at what point did we ever say that before? So you can start all kind of rumors on black folks, and we will fall for it. If somebody comes to you and tells you that I, I was in an armed robbery and stuck up a bank, and you actually debate this on this program, all of y'all are, need to be cussed out. I'll cuss all of y'all out because there are some things that just don't make sense. And if, and if I did something, if you know me for 10 seconds, I will tell you I'll do it. I am not shy about doing that. But don't let people just start rumors that we have to waste a whole doggone show talking about something where people are not outraged about other substantial stuff that is going to affect your life. This dude is getting railroaded, and he's getting railroaded right in our face, and we're we're questioning him. His reputation will never be the same for it. We're questioning, like, how he should and should not be acting. If that happened to me, it would have looked like this. And That is crazy. Right. Here's so my question asking, for you. Here's like, my here's my question for you I'm though, and I don't want you to answer this question for me. No, no. Yeah. I, here's my question for you. Well, what if it comes out? What, what if what if they prove that he did do it, Jerome? Then what's going to be your comments then? What will be your remarks if he did right. say? Right. Now, so now you're questioning my rationale and how I see this, Jay. No, right? I'm, no. I'm just asking you. Uh, I'm not questioning. Yeah, it. I'm uh, asking you a you're question. But if it is true, now how? What are you going to say next? Well, let it let it be true, and then watch what I'm gonna say. Cause that don't even that question. Oh, don't there make you go. That's a good that's a good response. That's a good response. You know, I like me, the way you did that. Right, because you're asking me to bend my mind for a negative, right? <laughs> so so now I have to you're consider right all that, and I think that's how we get sidetracked as black folks, right? What if he did do it? The question is irrelevant right off the bat. When you start asking negative So why would the African guys lie? So, so here's the thing that, that gets, you know, listen, I, we're way over. You, you can, know what I think. Well, wait a minute. We can, so we can pick said, this up. Let me, say, let me answer it this way. Why wouldn't it be more plausible that somebody who you paid to do something to somebody lied? Why, why would that not be plausible? If I can pay you to try so to So why wouldn't it be plausible else, that this guy made this up? No. It can't be. Because think okay. about this okay. black person. Think about this as a black person. I'm, I'm going to tell it. another black person, get a rope and make it look like you're trying to hang me. Like, how hurtful is that to black folks? You can hurt people a lot of different ways, but getting a rope, I'm going to pay you to get a rope? What kind of sense does that make, All right? No, no. Okay, no. and listen, listen. I, I know, I know no, you're, no. you're being rational now opposed to being upset. I am telling you, how, what kind of sense does that make? We know what a history no, no, of a no, rope is. Listen, I, 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 I'm not being rational. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get out of here so we can get, I, get to I you. I know you so are, I, but you, get, you I, gave I'm that with you. to me. I don't have that much news, so I don't care about that segment. I am saying to you <laughs> that not rational for black people to say stuff like, yo, I'm going to ask my friends to put on a plan uh, and get a rope around my neck so I can go out there and make it look like somebody tried to hurt me. Try to make it look like it was racist white folks. Who does that? Well, so, so he, not only do he, you have to be crazy, you're asking me to stretch uh-huh. my imagination on something that's really not even plausible. You know what? I, I recant. I, re- I, I take it back. I, I'm not gonna ask you to do anything. What I'm gonna say is, is that let's just hope that I'm gonna say this for me. I can't say it for less. I'm gonna say this. This is Jay. Jay hopes that this is not true. We, we Jay, well, Jay hopes that they find out who did this, prosecute them, and let's hope that this guy didn't make this 
Jay hopes that he didn't make this up. I can't speak for the rest of the show. All right, we're going to take a quick break. NPR News updates coming up. Then we get into Chatterbox. I'm sorry, folks, I can't read all of them. I am going to read a few. Matter of fact, let me see. I'm going to read four of them. How about that? But two of them are going to be folks who always talk to us, so I'm really going to read two outside of the normal people that are a part of the show. We'll be right back after this. More is on the horizon. You're listening to The Serious Side. Support for NPR and the following message come from Amazon Prime Video with Lorena, the new docuseries that shares Lorena Bobbitt's side of the story and investigates the headlines and press coverage 25 years later. Lorena, now streaming on Amazon Prime Video. U.S. military cargo planes have delivered more humanitarian supplies meant for Venezuelans. The emergency aid is being stockpiled on the Colombian side of the border amid uncertainty about how it will be distributed. Opposition leader Juan Guaido is calling on the military to allow the aid to be brought into the country on February 23rd. Growth of the gross domestic product has been unusually rapid over the past couple of years, but Steve Beckner says Federal Reserve policymakers and others are expecting the economy to slow considerably this year. The economy grew roughly 3% last year, well above what many regard as a sustainable pace. But growth cooled in the fourth quarter when the Atlanta Federal Reserve Bank estimates GDP growth of 1.5%. Weak retail sales caused Barclays economists to slash their forecasts. Cleveland Fed President Loretta Mester thinks the economy will still have a good performance this year, but projects growth closer to 2% than 3 and she warns uncertainty is clouding the outlook. Philadelphia Fed President Patrick Harker has a similar expectation. The slowdown has made the Fed more cautious about raising interest rates further after lifting them four times last year. For NPR News, I'm Steve Becker. Lee Radswell has died. She was the younger sister of the late Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis. The cause of death is not clear, but Radswell's daughter confirmed her death to to, uh, the New York Times, citing natural causes. Radswell was 85 years old. I'm Giles Snyder, NPR News from Washington. Did you know you can ask Google Home to play NPR podcasts for you? It's easy. Just ask. Like, play the Fresh Air podcast. Use Google Home or Google Assistant to connect with your favorite shows anytime. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is the calling number. Welcome back, and it's time for Chatterbox. Real quick, with Mr. Elias, I do want to give people an opportunity if they did jump into the chat room to hear from somebody in there. Do we have anything from anybody in the chat room? Yeah, we, I read got, these we got we got we got a lot in here. We got Boba White said. We'll read them then. Uh, I guess about the Mullet thing. He said same crap with Mullet investigation. Two years of smearing Trump, no charges, and he says Mullet belongs in prison for that. Well, hey, look, everybody around Trump that's that, 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 there are going to prison. Mm. Hey, does that sound like it's a, it's a hoax to you? <laughs> uh, and, and, and then Momo B says, so what else? I believe in hearing the true motive before I assume. Someone is lying. And it said, if stunt is real or fake, would not uh, save his role in the TV if producers wanted him off and gone. Thank you, Momo. Appreciate you, baby. All right, so let me read some. I have one. Pastor Stephen Jones says, I'm torn on the AOC uh, segment. Can I agree with Jay and Jerome? 
No, you can't pass the pick a choice. No, I'm just saying. He says both gentlemen have great points. <laughs> yes, this show is truly, he said, this show is truly a must-listen radio show. Thank you, sir. Mariana Music always has suspicions that the attack was staged. Same with you, Jesse. If this is true, and you are a disgrace to the LGBTQ community and the Black Lives Matter movement, I get the points that Jerome and Mr. Elias are making about the corrupt CP, I guess Chicago Police Department, and the fact that Black people are discriminated against but huh? it sounds fishy to me uh good morning jerome i still love you okay marianne uh freeman burks uh raleigh north carolina aoc lions uh what is this aoc lion jesse fake news fake news fake news as a republican i'm loving this trump will be reelected. Ah, whatever paulette johnson tampa says I agree with Mr. Elias on the suspension on the suspicion of the Chicago Police Department. Uh is the re- she said, okay, we're not the suspicion of the Chicago Police Department is the reason why people don't trust the evidence. I disagree with Mr. Jerome about the possibility that this guy didn't make it up. This whole thing is tragic. People are all over the map and I lied, I read too many about it. But yeah, everybody has an opinion on this, so whatever. All right, uh but you guys know what time wow. it is. And uh, huh? Anything, Mr. Ellis? Before we get to it, I heard you say, "Wow." Anything you want to add before no, we no. step out? Just you didn't, wow. We didn't hear from Kavina Man this morning. Kavina Man didn't. Oh well, he called well, it. He, I guess that's. He was on the road coming back from Vegas. Remember? That's right. That's right. That's right. He did say that. All right. All right. Without any further ado, you know what time it is. Five, four, three. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Allegedly do... You want me to take you out? ...to the flag of the United States of America. All right, it is time for my favorite part of the show. Uh, we have 10 minutes, but it is time for On a Need-to-Know Basis with Mr. Jerome Street. Man, what do you have this morning, Jerome? You know... To wrap that up, and since you put that in, in this segment, I just want to say I don't know Jack about the whole Smollett stuff because I don't I didn't read any of it, and just I kept seeing news clippings of it and, and all of that other stuff. But again, I am a person that goes with the the path of least resistance. If it does not make sense, right. it don't make sense. So until you prove it, don't bring anything to me because I can't speculate with you. I'm just not that kind of person. Fair enough. That's yeah, that's not me. And you're right about that. That's so, your track record on this show. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. So here's the thing. It is still Black History Month, and I have not done any black history news. So You haven't. Shame on you. In the, in the past, I have done, you know, in the three minutes or less segment, I talked about the, the Sphinx in, um, in Egypt. And if you don't know what the Sphinx is, the Sphinx is the head of a the head of a man and a reclined lion. So if you never heard this story, the name of the structure is actually her M Uket and it just kinda of stands for um, um hero of the West or something, right? It's it's a tribute to God. And what it means, if you've never heard this for black history, is that the sun signs on the head of the Sphinx three quarters of the day. It rises from in front of it and sets behind it. And so as a statue, what it means is that the head of the man symbolizes the intelligence of the mind, which must be cultivated in order to elevate your consciousness to a higher spiritual state. The body of the lion is the 
raw physical form of royalty and power in its animal nature. So spiritually speaking, it means the more enlightened that you are, the more you're able to suppress the animal nature that exists in man. I'll give you that for your black history moment. I can go on, but I'll just cut it short there. If you ever see the Sphinx, that's what it means. It's not a winged monster that you ask a question to and then it kills you. That's a European version. But that statue was a tribute to God, and it means that the more enlightened that you are, the more sun that shines on you, the more it suppresses the animal nature that it already exists in you. That's what it means. Well, I didn't know right. that. Wow. So, you know, um, you know, I, in my first story, I just want to say the um, warmer summers are causing Arctic ice shelves to bend and buckle under the massive weight of the increased water on surface lakes. So, so experts are saying um, that they are finding that the draining of the meltwater lakes have been causing flooding and that Arctic ice shelf is going to flex and potentially break which is going to raise sea levels. I think we always seem to find a story on this, but it is going to happen. So all of you climate change deniers, with no yeah. shelter, it's going to be yeah. too late to build a wall. And that's what that wall should be. <laughs> it should be yeah, yeah, flood water. <laughs> <laughs> they need to put that on a, on the, uh, on the yeah. That's all that is. <laughs> all right. So, Microsoft security chief is urging users to stop using internet, the outdated Internet Explorer, and move to their modern, um, you know, um, browser. Now, I, I did that I agree. primarily for me because I still like Internet Explorer, but that every, I just want to share that with everybody. Are else. you serious? <laughs> wow. Watch it. Come I like on, Explorer. Bro. All right. Sprint sues AT&T over its fake 5G logo and claims that it used deceptive advertisement to dupe its customers into thinking that they could connect to the next generation network, and they're really not connected. They, they're using the logo, but it's not 5G. They said it hasn't been technically deployed yet. So they're getting sued. I don't know why Sprint is suing that, suing AT&T for that. I guess they want AT&T. Well, I don't know why either, because you say my phone is 4G. I've never seen 4G pop up on it. It always says 3G, and I've had this phone for freaking six years. (laughs) It's a lie. Yeah, I don't know. That's like like me calling the police and telling... uh, Telling that somebody didn't park close to the, they parked too far away from the curb. They ain't none your business, friend. Leave them alone. Buy your business. Now, I don't know if you guys use the the, the WhatsApp, but this is the app that you can find out where the police are at any good at any particular time. Yeah, wave. Uh, no. Yeah, that's, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Nobody can okay. have it, but Waze hit back at the New York. Um, New York Police Department for demanding that it removes its sobriety checkpoints from its navigation app by claiming that it actually mm-hmm. makes the street safer. So the NYPD set Google a cease and desist order and called for it to immediately remove the police spotting feature from the app, saying that it allows drunk drivers to get off easy. If you're drunk, you're not going to look at an app and be like, now where is that road that the police are sitting? <laughs> really? They ain't making a good case. Damn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like drunk guy, uh, make a left. <laughs> 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 All 
So anyway, they, they hit back at them. Now, federal authorities uh, seized a huge 220-pound shipment of cocaine at South, uh, Southern California's port yes, in the largest yeah. 25 years. Build a wall. Because <laughs> it was at the mm. port. I'm sorry, that would be my build a wall commentary later on. <laughs> All right. So, heroin and meth are driving um, record high syphilis rates in the United States, according to a new report. So, drug use wow. more than doubled amongst those who um, who have STDs between 2013 and 17. Um, the number of people with highly transmittable um, I don't know why I don't want to see that say that word. Uh, venereal diseases <laughs> that shot up by 73% and twice as many as um, people using um, drugs who are injecting drugs. That's according to the CDC. Mm. I'm not making that up. All right. Um, the band REM has blasted um, Trump and called him an a hole for yeah. sharing their music on a video that was featuring one of their songs. And then they demanded mm-hmm. that Twitter and their CEO, Jack Dorsey, take it down. So when you have people starting to cut you off for of using their music, you're not that popular. People don't love you. <laughs> At all. Right. At all. Yep. Now, a woman who sued Honda over seatbelts um, in an Uber crash that left her um, paralyzed from the chest down is awarded $37 million by a Texas jury. So she sued wow. the automaker um, for their seatbelt design after Uber, after the Uber that she was riding in ran a red light in Dallas, and uh, the Honda Odyssey that she was driving was struck broadside by a pickup truck. This was in 2015, but I'm sure they're going to fight the damages on that, but she just won $37 yeah. million. Dollars. Wow. Now, now, a West Virginia woman who was fired from a nonprofit after calling Michelle Obama a name when she was in um, when she was in office, or when yeah, I remember she was that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. She pled guilty to defrauding to FEMA for eighteen thousand dollars in flood relief. So she is now going to jail. Wow. Yeah. Good. <laughs> exactly. She needs to go to jail anyway. All right. Facebook um, faces a record multi-billion-dollar federal trade commission fine over its repeat privacy lapses. Now, Facebook and the FTC are reportedly negotiating a record fine that would settle agency's investigation into privacy breaches by Facebook. Now, I don't know why Facebook can't be held accountable for Jack, but they are still taking hits and still letting your information get out there. Mm. Now, Amazon's biggest um, bet in Tesla rival, uh, um, there, it's, it's this company called um, I guess is Rivian. It's a it's an electric truck startup. Now Amazon led a seven hundred million dollar investment into this U.S. electric car pickup startup, um, and they're betting that it's going to restate the automotive um, sector. Now I don't know if you've been around an electric car, but they're quiet. So I'm thinking that yeah. there's going to be a lot of accidents with electric cars on because people they don't are real quiet. Yeah. Really. They just—it seems like they're, you know, just rolling with wind power or something. Like you can't hear them. Like you can't really hear the tires on the road. They're gonna have to do something to make those a little louder. Because I can imagine people are gonna start, you know, from people like walking down the street getting hit, that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Crossing the street. Uh-huh. Really. 
Now, Ford unveiled a, no, a noise-canceling doghouse. It, they said that it can keep uh, your I, I dog. I need that. It said it can keep your dog calm doing fireworks and thunderstorms. Yeah, I need that. You said you need that? <laughs> I need that quick, yeah. How yeah. do I get it? I don't get yeah. my hands. You know, I, it, it is interesting that they created that, but here's also what Ford is doing. Opposed to making cars, Ford also invented a smart bed that rolls um, people who snore onto their side. I think it's going to roll them out the hey, bed. Well, I, I need that. I, I, I need that. Yeah, you, I need you need that? that? <laughs> yeah, I need that. I'm going to be a mobile car, Get the noise canceling dog no out of the bed that throws you over. <laughs> so, uh, no comment. So they said, no, they said that they're using their um, lane centering technology that they use for their cars. And um, it'll help um, move people in their bed. It's a smart bed. Hopefully it doesn't roll them too much. That's all I want to say. Really? <laughs> yeah. Darker. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I want to roll somebody out of the bed and knock them on the ground. That's what yeah. Doing yeah, yeah. Isn't that an old uh, big You just you got a uh, a bed ejector. <laughs> you just hit the button and knock them up out of there. Bed ejector. Wake them up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have time for one more story. What you say? We have time for one more story, sir. Okay, so there's um. There's a, uh, an Iraqi mother. She's 25. She gave birth naturally to six girls and one boy. The first September. Wow. wow. Yeah, they now have 10 youngsters. But can you imagine? She's 25. And without no help, um, without the help of too much, uh, like, what do you call it, um, in, in vitro fertilization, none of that. She gave wow. birth to seven children, one shot. Mm. She got them all out the way. She's like, I'm going to have all of these kids. And don't call me no more. <laughs> She's done. Dang. Uh, she said, oh, wow, that's crazy. That, that I is know. Uh, okay. Okay. That's, that's, one to, that's one to grow on. Thank you, sir. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I can't I imagine that. that. I can't imagine that. <laughs> I can't imagine that. That's what they ain't going to show. What a show. What a show. What a show. As always, we appreciate you guys being in the house. But it is time for final thoughts, and since Vanessa is praising Jesus, let's take it around to Johnny D, who's already got his praise on. Johnny D, man, final thoughts. Um, every week, I'm, I'm more and more fascinated and taken with the opportunity that uh, God has won, allowed me to be reunited and, and, and into the folds with you, Jay, and some of my brethren. But to you for giving me an opportunity and giving me a voice. Uh, I, I certainly appreciate this. This has been a, a most pleasing experience. And the the difference of opinions that we share um, as contributors uh, is respectful and, I, and very tasteful. But it really just goes to show, man, that this is a, a, a land of free choice. And, you know, as the, the America's look at the 400 years of, of captivity for African Americans um, I look towards Genesis and Abram being the, the father of all and this is truly our time you know you've you heard me say a lot of times uh, previous about this generation being judged and I think that we are pretty much in that time so again thank you for this opportunity uh, 
thank you for acknowledging uh, black history and the topics that you choose every week. Hey, man, I just want to say, man, listen, you, you know how I feel about you. I am so excited and ecstatic that after, you know, almost 30-some years or 20-some years, however long it's been since we really connected, for us to be back where we are, that just kind of shows you what's up. I love you to death, dog. You know that. I've never changed, man. So love you, big daddy. Love you. All right. Jerome, smartest man in the world. Final thoughts, sir. Yeah, you know, I, I want to say, because, you know, when I hear um, stories that we're about to do on this show, and there's always such a strong reaction to um, media responses to things that we really don't know, I'm always going to be cautious, and I think that everyone should be cautious, especially when they're involving people of color. Making AOC a villain is crazy. She is just one of 400-plus congressmen that is saying something. She's not going to help Donald Trump win. It is not going down like that. She gets to have a voice and say whatever the heck she wants because the people who elected her elected her to say what she needs to say. And some more people need to be brave. But that doesn't mean that there's a reflection on all of us. I know when one person says something, we feel like, oh, my gosh, she's going to hurt all of us. Some people need to be brave and say something. So, you know what? Much respect to her and anybody that needs to step up and say what they need to say without worrying about backlash. So everybody have a good week and be strong. And um, see you next week. All right. The man gets the first and last word. 60 seconds. Mr. Elias, final thoughts. Look, folks, we talked about this earlier. If, if, I, if I make a statement and I'm saying I need more time to, to make a fair assessment, I'll say that about anybody because the bottom line is you're not – you're not guilty until proven innocent. You're innocent until proven guilty. And I said this thing, thing about uh, Brett Kavanaugh. He should go through an investigation. He should have went through an investigation. That's just the bottom line. Anytime you go through an investigation and you want an investigation, then you can prove your innocence. Bottom line. My final thoughts, my guys have said it all. They're the best in the business, and I appreciate and I love each and every last one of my brothers. And on that note, Mr. L.E.S., if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the J. Wow. Show. All right, folks, it's been a pleasure to serve you as always, and we appreciate you taking time to listen to us. Follow me on Instagram, so for Vanessa, for Johnny D., for my main man, Mr. Elias, and the smartest man in the world, Jerome Spree. I'm Jay Ross saying have a great work week. And remember, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side of the Jay Ross Show. See you next week, folks. Have a great work week. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. Network.